Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Contextual Time Markers for Gog's War on Israel. Ezekiel 38 and 39 is a unit. It plays a vital part in revealing the process of Israel's last day's restoration. Thematically, it connects closely to the events that will usher in the Messianic Kingdom as seen in the flow of the context that follows in Ezekiel 40 through 48. Some think that Psalm 83 speaks of yet another specific war that will take place prior to the war of Gog and Magog. Others think that Psalm 83 has been fulfilled in, in the past. Psalm 83 is not specific. It doesn't tell us when these nations surrounding Israel will seek her destruction. It may well have application for last day's realities, but there are no precise time markers given. However, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, there are some specific time markers. They are not as precise as we might like them to be, but they do clearly indicate this has a last day's fulfillment just prior to the coming kingdom. Contextual time markers in Ezekiel. Chapters 33 through 39 the subject is general, Israel's end-time restoration. And then breaking it down as we go further, chapter 37, Israel back in the land in unbelief. Chapters 38 and 39, Gog and Magog, in the latter years, specifically says, in the latter years. And then chapter 40, we have the millennial temple and the kingdom. Thematically, Ezekiel presents the war of Gog and Magog as taking place somewhere between Israel's end-time restoration to the land, in unbelief, and the coming kingdom age. Ezekiel 38 and 39 reveals a last day's invasion against Israel by a coalition which will be led by a leader who comes from the far north of Israel, <clears throat> which I take to be the land of Russia. This great coalition will descend on Israel like a cloud in the last days when Israel is back in the land. It will happen when Israel is dwelling safely with her guard down. And it will be so overwhelming as to threaten the very existence of Israel. I believe, based on Ezekiel 39.22, that this war of Gog and Magog will take place in the day of the Lord after the rapture of the church has already taken place. We read there, Ezekiel 39, 22. So, the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord, Yahweh. They shall know that I am the Lord, their God, from that day forward, before Israel nationally comes to repentance and finally acknowledges Yahweh as their God. Before that happens, they will first enter into a binding covenant with Antichrist, Daniel 9, 27. This Antichrist is the one Jesus spoke of who comes in his own name whom Israel will receive, John 5:43. As they enter into covenant with this supposed Savior, quote-unquote, smallest Savior, the Antichrist, who will deceive them, they will have entered into a, quote, covenant with death, end quote, Isaiah 28, 15, and 18. This must happen first. 
Only later will Israel come to recognize Yahweh as their true God and Savior in conjunction with his deliverance of them from Gog, as seen in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Logically, there is no way Israel as a nation could know the Lord their God from that day forward, and then later enter into a covenant relationship with Antichrist. That would be a total contradiction. An enduring knowing of Yahweh can only take place during the day of the Lord when Israel finally sees their mistake regarding Antichrist and then comes to true repentance. The War of Gog and Magog is a latter-day event in conjunction with Israel's last days program and not a last days event directly associated with the church age. Again, we must keep God's last days program related to the church distinct from his last days program for Israel. They are distinct programs. The church may see the stage being set prior to the rapture, but the actual war of Gog and Magog awaits the removal of the church, followed by Israel's covenant with Antichrist, which in turn will be followed by Israel finally coming to know Yahweh as their God from that day forward. Putting it all together, the general chronological flow looks like this. Stage setting, Israel back in the land in unbelief, which is where they are today. The rapture of the church, perhaps today. Antichrist signs a seven-year covenant with Israel, Daniel 9.27. Then the war of Gog and Magog resulting in a major and enduring turning to Yahweh in, his, in Israel, Ezekiel 38 and 39, specifically 39.22. And then the kingdom that is to come, Ezekiel 40 through 48. God is sovereign over the whole of history, and he alone is in charge of the timing, Acts 1-7. But his word most certainly will have a fulfillment to the letter. It always has, it always will. Daniel 9, or rather Daniel 2, verses 20 through 22. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign over the course of history, interesting days in which we live, but Lord, how wonderful to know that you are sovereign. As it plays out, we're spectators. You're the sovereign God who controls all, not us. And so Lord, help us to be faithful uh, to your purposes for us as the church during this, the church age, as you continue to build your church and also simultaneously uh, set the stage for, will, for what will follow the church age. Lord, again, we thank you that you're sovereign over the days of our lives. And I pray in Christ's name, amen.